So a couple years ago, I saw one of those superhero movies. I know not everyone is a fan of, of these movies, and I have found that it's always the first one that's the best. The others that follow, they're never that, they're never that good. So this one, it's a new superhero. Uh, it's called uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And I'm always aware of gospel themes that give, get weaved in to different movies, especially if it's a good one. So the main character, his name is Sean, and his mother is from this magical realm. And there is this dragon, this white dragon, which is the great protector of their people and of all the peoples of the earth. And a moment comes in the film when Sean is going to need to play a special role. He has a mission to rise up at a moment when great evil is about to be unleashed. And therefore, he's going to need to be confident and strong to help defend his people from this great evil. Now, there's a problem. We see in the movie that he's struggling and dealing with a father wound that is not healed. And this fills him with hatred so that he's disconnected from his identity and he doesn't know how to use his power for good. He just wants it to use it for vengeance. Revenge. So his mother dies when he's young, but at a moment he enters this realm where his mother is from, and he meets his mother's sister, his aunt, who is kind of a, a maternal figure, a leader in this community. And this evil is about to be unleashed, and he starts sparring with his aunt. And clearly, his weakness is evident. And here's the moment. Here's the moment. She says to him, your mother knew who she was. Do you? Your mother knew who she was. Do you? When we were baptized, something happened to us, as happened to Jesus Christ when he was baptized. That's what happens before this gospel of the temptations. This follows right after the baptism of Jesus. Jesus always knew who he was. 
as the son of the eternal father. And Nazareth was like a school of discipleship under Mary and Joseph, that as a man, he would come to experience a knowledge, a true knowledge of his heavenly father and how to live as his son, as a human being. And then comes after 30 years of that school of discipleship, learning what it means to be a son of the eternal father, knowing the father's love, being confident in who he is. Now he begins his mission. And so out of the waters of the Jordan, Jesus rises up. And of all the things the Father could say at this moment, what do we hear? You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. He's confirmed once again in what he has known from his earliest years, that he is the son of the eternal Father, God. And this is the confidence and the source of Jesus' power to carry out his mission. And this is why he knows he must abide in this relationship with the Father, because without that, he doesn't know who he is, and he will lose all his power to carry out his mission. Satan would love to sabotage both his identity, and in doing that, sabotage the mission. So where does Satan go? What does he attack? If you are the son of God, as in the first reading, the devil is always trying to take what God reveals and twist it to create confusion and separation from God which would result in a loss of identity and a loss of the strength that only comes from God. If you are the son of God, to try to reinterpret what it means to be the son of the father, because Satan wants Jesus to be his son the son of the father of lies. He wants to drive a wedge, as he did with Adam and Eve, between God, who then no longer know who they are. You know, in our culture, we are so concerned about identity theft, someone getting our information, our credit card numbers, and this and that, my dear friends, we should be even more concerned about the devil stealing our deepest, truest identity 
that God confers upon us as he did Jesus in our baptism. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. Satan will do anything to either keep us from knowing this or to confuse us about it or to steal it away, to make us forget it altogether and therefore separate us from God and we lose our power to carry out the mission that God wants to give to us. This is why Christianity is so weak in the world. There are so many Christians who don't know who they are. And nature abhors a vacuum. If I don't know myself as a son of the eternal Father, another identity, a false one, will take its place. To identify myself with what I do, what I have, my, my success, my talents, my whatever. And that will weaken my ability to carry out my God-given mission to be Christ in everything I do. Now, on the natural level, we have other identities. I'm a son of Phyllis and Bob. I'm a brother of Michael and Susan. I'm a nephew. I'm an uncle. I'm a spiritual father, which has more to do with what I'm talking about. But even in these other identities, if you are husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, uncles and aunts, friends to many others, even in those identities, I cannot live out my mission as son, brother, uncle, nephew, if I don't know my deepest identity as a child of God. I will not be able to bring to those relationships the power of God to be Christ in all of those relationships. Do you hear this? This weakens everything. Your mother knew who she was. Do you? This is why we need prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Jesus defended himself from the devil, reinterpreting his identity, separating him from the Father, fasting so I don't allow the pleasures of this world to replace the greatest delight of relationship with my Father. There's nothing greater in terms of joy than knowing the Father's love. No pleasure on earth can take the place of that. 
I don't want to be a slave of pleasures. I want to use them without them harming me in this deepest place. When it comes to kingdoms and wealth and the things of this world, I want to own them without being owned by them. To be free in stewarding these things for the service of God's kingdom, almsgiving and prayer, prayer, ashes. I am not God. I'm a creature. And I don't want pride to get in the way and to think that I am God and to do life on my own and to do anything without God. Prayer that keeps me humble and knowing that I'm not God and I need God for absolutely everything. We resist temptation by these three practices to guard our identity. I am a child of God and I abide in the relationship with God so that I can always know who I am and receive power from on high to carry out my mission, your mission. This is foundational. And this is where God wants us to begin Lent, knowing our identity and that we are powerful in Him. Amen.